Greetings, ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out. Space, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Humans are weird. Lab protocol. How? 35 clicks demanded. How did those lumbering idiots survive long enough to create FTL tech? Tshk fought down the urge to punch an interrupting idiot who is currently gripping the sides of his head in those preposterous wing hooks right in the conveniently placed snout. All that tender mammal flesh, just full of pain receptors. If I punch you, I will spill my sample of floral oil, Tshk observed aloud. Thirty-five clicks glanced swiftly behind the mentioned sample and Tshk's primary eyes, then to each of the three legs, and they were free to strike, before letting go and fluttering just out of Tshk's deceptively long strike range to perch. Triscuit pointedly turned his back on the winged, hoping he took a full offense of the human gesture, and carefully placed a vial of volatile oils on his crucible. He deliberately took his time in manipulating the settings before turning back to the winged. He studied the puffed-up fur, and the thirty-five clicks was rapidly grooming down with his hooked wing. Something had seriously disturbed winged. What did the humans do this time? Triscuit asked. You wouldn't believe me, 35 clicks burst out, flinging his wings out. I cannot disbelieve what I've yet to hear, Tsk pointed out. He drank biofluids, 35 clicks declared. Tsk carefully brushed the guard's hairs away from his eyes and carefully as he considered this. Half of what humans normally consume is classified as bio, he began. Not one like that, 35 clicks interrupted. Tshk folded his primary gripping legs and lowered his head into the glare position. Thirty-five clicks huffed and crossed his wings back at him. Perhaps you should begin at the beginning, Tshk said. I was in the field sample collection lab, thirty-five clicks burst out, observing the new scientists to make sure that they were aware of our safety procedures when I noticed that one sample container of was non-standard. On further investigation, I discovered that it was a, uh, one of those, the humans call them a bug, of coffee. I didn't know what the, any tests were being done on a coffee, and I had thoroughly read the task list and prepared to critique the new scientists on several violations, when I noticed that the new human reaching for a beaker of, um... The wing shuddered and rubbed his lips near violently. Trishkit stiffened in distress at the gesture, but thirty-five clicks continued before he could ask a question. The beaker of Shatar saliva, 35 clicks squeaked out in a tone that was only barely in Tushka's hearing range. Then, 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 before I could stop him, he lifted to his mouth and nearly drank some. 35 clicks burst out. Tushka stared in horror at the winged, while aware that every hair in his exoskeleton was fully extended. Several seconds stretched out between them before Tushka could formulate a reply. Nearly, he finally burst out, just at the end of silence. You said, nearly. Why? Oh, the human gagged and spat it back into the beaker immediately, 35 clicks said with a dismissive wave of his wing. 
He followed that with a spitting out a few profanities. Thirty-five clicks went on, demanding who had put that beaker there, and then proceeded to perform a rinsing procedure with the coffee in the mug. Oh, Triscuit burst out in relief. He didn't mean to do it. What doesn't make it better? Thirty-five clicks snapped. Carelessness and disobedience to regulations is often as dangerous as malice. Well, I don't see that that would be malice, Triscuit began. They knew better, 35 clicks went on, taking to the air in frustration. All the rest of the humans burst out laughing when they discovered his mistake and scolded him for breaking lab regulations before I could even bring it up. He just expressed more profanities at them. That's when I decided to find a species that was more reasonable and less annoying. 35 clicks caught a perch on his lower talons and hung there breathing heavily. For once, he allowed to sh- more than a polite six seconds for reply. You say, it was a mistake, Krishkut observed, but an opaque mug looks nothing like a clear beaker. He reached out for it without turning his eyes on it, 35 clicks interjected. Krishkut stared at him again for seconds past. I cannot imagine that Shatar saliva smells anything like coffee, he finally offered. Human smell isn't directional, 35 clicks said. Sound would have been a factor, Trishkik said, rubbing his primary gripping legs together as his paws. But humans rate below undulates for tactile sensitivity. They don't even rely on sensory hairs. Their skin itself is permeated with sensory nerves, especially their extremities. How did he ignore his senses? I don't know, 35 clicks replied, wrapping himself in his wings. I just don't know. End of story. Story number two, They Speak Madness, written by Chaparthing. The judgment had been made. The jury was unanimous. The human would face our gravest punishment for his abhorrent crimes. The judge, an amalgamation of five races, finest AI constructs, decided in favor of our punishment. The human, a specimen midway through the human's remarkably short life, looked paler than usual as the sentence was laid out. He barely resisted and remained silent as he was brought to the punishment chamber. Those proceeding over the judgment, like myself, were dismissed by the witness to the punishment. I took my seat while the convicted was prepared for his final moments. How could one do something so awful? A teacher, the first human teacher to be employed by the Imperial Academy of Science, kill his own students. On his first day, he somehow was able to convince every last one of his students to commit suicide. There was no other explanation. All investigations concluded that their deaths were self-inflicted. He had to have instigated it. How was a matter of intense debate. Why even more so? But to why, as an executor of justice for this sector, it was my duty to look at what was known. Two hundred of the Empire's finest young minds driven to suicide after being in contact with him. To me, there was no doubt that he was responsible, even if it was unknown. I would confirm the application of the punishment myself to ensure that justice was done. The human was brought into the chamber after being scrubbed, ID'd, and a copy of his mind made for the criminal archives. Two androids locked the human onto the chair and were moved out of the chamber. The human was kept in a sitting position so that the execution could begin. I winced. To be exposed to such a forsaken knowledge rendered one's mind inert. It was a cruel but fitting form of most horrific of crimes. 
The human looked around nervously while the system prepared his punishment, compiling thousands of years' worth of blood-stained knowledge to be deposited into his skull. With a flash of light, the punishment began. The human writhed on the table. Having experienced a memory implant one-tenth of what he was receiving, I could attest that it was the least pleasant experience of my life. I could hardly fathom such a pain a large memory implant could inflict. A worrying thing happened, though, or, to be more apt, a worrying lack of something happened. The human remained seated. Surprised, yes, in discomfort, undoubtedly, but infuriatingly not dead, nor frothing at the mouth. The other witnesses were equally confused, so I ordered that he be exposed again, just to be safe. The knowledge was pulled out of the human's head and injected back in. This time, he was in a great deal of pain, but still somehow not dead, not even convulsing. I had to understand this. I stood up, adjusted my antennae, and entered the airlock between the safety and execution chamber. Inside, the human was humming nervously to himself, unable to look my way. I strode up to him and demanded to know how he had survived. He was confused by this and asked what exactly he was supposed to have survived. Besides, from a headache, he hadn't felt anything. Nothing. That was impossible. He didn't have a neural blocker. He wasn't a null. He had taken in the forbidden knowledge and was still both alive and capable of not swallowing his own tongue. How could this be? I asked the human if there was anything he'd learned. He shrugged and said nothing he didn't already know. Oh, my queen, the human already knew about the forbidden knowledge. It all made sense. He'd exposed his students to the knowledge to kill them. But how was he alive? Each time I asked the human, he seemed to not understand the nature of my questioning. I became impatient and became blunt. The universe, you fool, I shouted. To know of it is a harmless, but to know the true nature of it and our place in it is a lethal to all intelligent life. You were plugged full of every blood-soaked piece of knowledge we have on the universe, and you aren't even sobbing and frothing at the mouth. The human looked at me like I only had two eyes and said that he knew. He was a scholar of physics amongst his race and studied the universe. My eyes twitched. The human actively studied the universe without ill effect. When asked, the human had no idea what I was going on about. However, as we spoke, I began to understand, and the more I understood, the more terrified I became. They knew. They knew about the universe. They knew about their place in it. Knowing any more than that would drive any other race into a suicidal fit, and any more than that would shatter their minds completely. But for humans, it was just another fact. I stepped away from the human as I would from the edge of a cliff. When I discussed this with my superiors, we reopened the case and more and more became clear. The human had not attempted to kill his students at all. He had done as scholars did and taught his students what he knew. What he knew, however, was something that no other race can survive. Regretfully, our judge deemed the man innocent, sparking intense debate in the Imperial Senate over what to be done with humans now that they knew that with enough education any human could kill as many aliens as they could communicate with. It was unpopular, but until we could find a better solution, human territory was quarantined. Only those who could prove that they were uneducated and ignorant to the nature of the universe would be allowed to cross the borders. End of story. 
And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.